podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to episode 352 of Phil Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Talking to you. <laughs> um, just once, I asked for just once, didn't I? What? To do it properly. Yeah, talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm also joined by 25 days until Russell Crowe for the X baby, Ian Loring. <laughs> yes. We're excited because we know cinemas are reopening and everyone else hates us for it. Um, what we're going to talk about this week, we're going to talk about The King of Staten Island. We're going to talk about 7500. I hope we're not going to talk about another movie because if we have and I've forgotten it, we haven't watched it. It was just us, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it just seems weird that we're only talking about two movies. Yeah, because we're not doing the iTunes rant all of the week, are we? Which, well, thank we- fact. This the, the, next week's show, I think it would have been Elizabeth. Oh, so. oh, no, oh, God. God, no, we wouldn't have been doing that. That would have been me complaining for. What was this week? Hail Caesar this week. Oh, I like Hail We watched Caesar. it not too long ago. No, that would have been all right, but, um, you know. We have talked about it. We, we have, yeah, we have. Uh, we'll have some. Tra- we, do we have trailers? Yes, maybe. Um, we have news. You have a trailer that you're just like. Not a film. I don't care. Not a film. Not a film. I don't care. <laughs> we've had not a film trip. <laughs> For a movie that we're going to review in a couple of weeks' time. Not a film. Um, and yeah. we have some... Really what it's not a movie watching. we're going to review in a few weeks' time. It's, it's not a movie. It's not a film. It's not a movie. Beep. Beep. Um, so, yeah, it's bits like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking chaotic one, is it? This is going to be a good one, guys. I can feel yeah. it. Um... Well, I, I, usually at this point in the show, I would say, Ian, has there been any news? But, unfortunately, we did get some news before we started recording that sadly Joel Schumacher has passed. Um, 80 years old, so, you know, he had a good a good fucking run at that. But, I often, I, now I'm a, a Joel Schumacher fan, right? I often actually have always thought that he's had a little bit. He doesn't really get quite the credit he, he maybe deserves. Mm. Um, so I'm just going to go through just some highlights of, of, of the man's career. So, um, for a start, he wrote The Wiz. Um, this is before he started directing. Then there's The Incredible Shrinking Woman, St. Elmo's Fire, Lost Boys, Flatliners, Falling Down, Batman Forever, A Time to Kill... Batman and Robin, 8mm, uh, Tigerland, Thorne Booth, number 23 was a great movie. Um, yeah, that, that's just some highlights. There's, there's not actually that many movies. That's a pretty fucking solid back mm. catalogue of the ones that I've just picked out. And I haven't even picked out things like Dying Young or Cousins or Bad Company. Um, falling Down, that's a great film. Yeah, that's a, that, it, it's, it just seems like he always got... He always got a little bit tagged with the, oh, yeah, he's the one who made the crap Batman movies, isn't he? Yeah, he also made some fucking corking 80s movies and falling down. Yeah, you've got a lot of affection for St. Elmo's Fire. Fucking love St. Elmo's Fire. You know, things 
Nobody knows the words to the song apart from St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> it literally is a song where it comes up and everyone goes, <laughs> Brilliant. St. Elmo's Fire is a, is, is a, it's, it's kind of that, of sort of like the, 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 the Brat Pack uh, movies. It's the one that seems to get forgotten about most. Because they're grown ups. It it is, yeah. I think it is because they're grown ups. It's not it's not Pretty in Pink. It's not the Breakfast Club. It's it's what happens to these people just after it. Yeah, no one wants to see the problem. I do want to see that. People. I do want to see that. I think it's wonderful. Um, it's not. It's fantastic. And also it has um it has pre surgery Demi Moore in it. It does. So better Demi Moore. Demi. Um, or is she back to Demi now? Back to Demi now, I think. Yeah. But yeah. So, what what, what what's your uh, Schumacher highlight, Ian? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting one, this, isn't it? I mean, what a fucking varied career, that guy. Um, and also, I think one of the most prolific shaggers of men in Hollywood as well. So good for him. He had yeah. a good life. He, um, he, he, he was... And as well there, I think... Um, to be an openly gay, yep. non, because you know you had people like John Waters, but John Waters always counted himself as a peripheral to, to everything that was going on. Mm. Whereas Joe Schumacher worked within very much within the system, within the industry. Yeah. There. Um, and you know he was very openly gay. Yeah. No. Quite. I mean, it's um, in in in, in terms of highlights. I'm, I'm very, I mean, I am very partial to phone booth. You know, it, it was a very, very interesting placement in, in his filmmaking career. You know, like you say, like you said earlier, Mark, he's, he's forever kind of been, been tainted with the guy who made Batman forever and Batman and Robin. Um, even though, I mean, they, those are two films that fucking swing for the fences and do, do they, do they work? No. Um, but shit, man, he created a world. I maintain, know. I maintain, Batman Forever is. I think Batman Robin's crap. It yeah. just is. It's crap. Um, but I maintain that Batman Forever, a watching that as a twelve, thirteen year old kid, it was a lot of fucking fun. Mm. And he was he. That's this when comic book movies were made for people of that age. They weren't yeah. made. For mid thirties comic book geeks, no, like made for kids. They're, no, they're made for kids. But as well, it's a, it, it, he's got a vision and he fucking puts it out there without question. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I've kind of referenced it in 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 the past as well. But formative, like women are interesting experience for me at the cinema. I'll, I'll be honest, Poison Ivy <laughs> for some reason. I mean, I, I I watched Batman and Robin, I think, last year or maybe earlier this year. And it's like, not entirely sh- sure why. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's um, I, I, Batman and Robin will forever be memorable for me having a bit of a adolescent boner in the Bristol Odeon. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's... It's a shame, man. It kind of like feels like shit. All right, eighty, fair enough. But 
kind of expected him to uh, to put um another another couple out. It didn't quite feel like he was done. Like what was his last film? His last film was Trespass in, in 2011. Really? He had made out in nine years. Wow. Mm. That's really surprising. Didn't he? He was a. I mean, the thing is, he was. You're looking at it. Um, first film directed 81. Um, so you have one in 81, 83, 85, 87. It, he seemed to. He never did more than one film a year, but he'd have like two years where he did two years where he did one. Hmm. And then he'd have a year out, and then he'd have two year, two year, one, and then two years, and then he'd run like that. Yeah. So he was fairly consistent uh, in terms of uh, as a director. Hmm. But yeah, even like you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight between two thousand and two thousand eleven. Do you know which one I really love? Eight in the nineties. Sorry, shit, two things. Seven in the eighties. Which one? Eight millimeter. A nasty fucking film is eight millimeter. It's just it's it, it's mental to look at a guy who's got a career that runs from the incredible shrinking woman, Batman Forever, uh, a time to kill, um, eight millimeter, Tigerland, and the Phantom of the Opera. There's a weird range there, isn't there? Yeah, but I like that. Like, like number people, 23 is really good as well. People like Richard Donner and people like that who who don't tend to stick to a specific genre. Mm. They throw the hat around everything. It, it, they're always quite interesting. You know, Lost Boys, really interesting, iconic movie. Yeah. I, 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 I may I, need to finally watch Phantom of the Opera. Um, Phantom of the Opera is interesting. I think I need to see Gerard Butler as the Phantom in a Joel Schumacher-directed musical. Do I mean the cast is, is is fantastic? You know, Gerard Butler, um, Emmy Rossum, uh, Patrick Wilson. Oh. As a character. Um, so yes, now, uh, any other news this week, Ian? Um, I, w- I will just say on a slightly tech geeky note, um, an, a, an update to the iPods Pro has been announced where they will be compatible with Dolby Atmos. Fascinated to see how the fuck that's going to work. Um, but I'm game to try it. Is that uh, new? Sorry? So, so, so they're bringing out a new pair that'll be compatible with Atmos? Or... No, that, that, like, so the AirPods Pro will have yeah. a software update which will enable them to be compatible with Atmos. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, the Xbox does Dolby Atmos for headphones, which I, I, I think it will probably be quite similar to. And it, it works fine. I mean... You know, it's obviously not the real thing, but it is a nice soundscape. But I just think that it, it's it's interesting how 
much how how, um, committed they seem to be to kind of like trying to provide a good experience like that. So fair play. I don't know. I just thought that was quite interesting. And as a owner of some AirPods Pros, I'm quite fucking looking forward to that. Um, Um, Hang about two ticks. I might disconnect for a second, but I'll be back. Two ticks. Okay. Uh, it, it, again, it's just in and out, oh, mate. Am I still there? You're still, you're still there now, but it's just it'll go, and then all of a sudden it'll, it'll just cut where you, you'll be there for like five seconds, and then gone okay. for like ten all seconds. Right, Okay, how's this? You're there now. Yeah, is that better? Yes, it seems more consistent. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll see how we get on then. Um, yeah. Okay, should we move on? Yes. So, what 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 we got news wise? Have we covered news? I think so. I, I think so. News about something earlier, and I can't remember what it was. So, if I remember, so I'll it's you know. really stuck then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so cinemas are reopening in the UK on the View open on the 4th of July uh, and Cineworld open on the 10th and we have no idea what's playing yet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting that View have decided to go that early considering Tenet got pushed back. Um, I mean, you've got... So I, Unhinged comes out on the 10th um, and then Mulan comes out on the 24th and Tenet comes out on the 31st. So, yeah, I mean, what are you going to play? I mean, you'd like to think 4th of July. How are they able to play Independence Day? That would be quite fun. But then again, who's going to go to the cinema to go watch Independence Day? Um, I mean, so um, 450 films have been made available to UK exhibitors uh, to to screen, like kind of classic films and whatnot. Um, But we yeah but we have like no idea what what is actually going to play but i like the idea of being able to see some like classics on a big screen with cinema sound i'm pretty interested that like that and unhinged will do me for a couple of weeks i think i mean what are your thoughts yeah it's gonna be interesting what what they're gonna show um you know the the first week there it, it does seem like you might have unhinged I reckon there'll be another new release that people go what mm. <laughs> about, um, and then it'll be it'll it'll just be a selection of classic movies. So you'll, I think I think what they'll do is they'll they'll have it so there's a few kids movies, mm. a few family friendly movies. So you'll probably have like the Back to Future things, things like that. That'd be good. Um, they might do the Blade Runner double bill again because they already have that slated. Yeah, they might do things like that. So you know, will I go on my Cineworld Unlimited, obviously permitting on seeing what, how the system works and everything like that. Um, but I'm a lot more comfortable with going and sitting in the cinema um, if it's if two meters can be, if I know two, I've got a two meter bubble around me essentially. There, I'm a lot more comfortable with that having the fact that I'm working 48 hours a week. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Um, so I think I feel like showing the classic films. They're like they're like practice films it, it, it's yeah. a little treat um so i'm hoping that, that there will that for that week there 
they'll go, do you know what? Rather than showing unhinged on six screens, mm. realistically, let's show it on three and the rest of it, let's just show this and this and this and go, if we've got access to 450 movies, why don't we pick a load and go, rather than going, right, we're going to show Star Wars Monday to Friday on one screen, four screens a day, go, well, we're going to show these and this day, these on this day, these on this day, and mm. bounce it around like that a little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's almost a little bit of a time for somebody to go, do you know what? Fuck it. Can we play this? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, the, the the studio behind Unhinged must be rubbing their fucking hands. Because if that was released in, like, any other normal cinema week, you know, it would probably open number four at the box office and it would be, you know, come and go within a couple of weeks. Now, that thing will ve- will probably be the number one film at the box office for two fucking weeks. Yeah. You know, I mean that that that's huge. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens here, and if it all goes wrong, then do a lot of films just go fuck it? We're going on VOD. But I just I don't know. I mean, may- maybe it's too confident, but I don't I don't see it. That R rate is not. It's not going up. We're more than two weeks after the Black Lives Matter protests and all the, and like all the clashes with the far right and whatnot. And I'm not I'm not saying um, yeah. I mean I, I I understand why those people are on those marches and whatnot. But you know you could have seen a surge and we haven't. Um, I'm just feeling positive. I, I'm just feeling positive about the the, the steps forward. Really, it, it does. I think there's a there's I, a hunger. To, to get back to some sense of normality. Some, 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 some normality. Yeah. I, I don't think that's. I, I, I don't think from people. Um, it's a. I don't think people are playing it down. I think. I think there's a there's a genuine for the mental health of people. Mm. You know, there's that. And if you are, if you're furloughed or if you are were self-employed and you you've got one of the grants or anything like that, mm. and you've not. And you, you essentially have been locked down. I can see how it could be really strange, and you could be looking at it and going, "You know, why is this happening?" It's like, right, that that's fine. I can see that mm. because you're not being exposed to what actually what's starting to happen and how the country's starting to be open. Yeah. But literally, I was I had a guy um, who's one of my regulars who comes in and he owns a a pub, yeah. and he came in and he was buying some pull-ups. Um and he he said. Or I'm reopening on the um, on the 22nd. I was like, well, you can't, can you? He said, if I don't reopen the 22nd, I can't pay, and I admit, start making some money. I can't pay my bills at the end of that week. So it's time to need to reopen for takeaway and stuff like that. He said, but it, it, it's not today. He said it's quite simply this fact, mate. He said. The hospitality industry will not survive another week, another another month. No. It, it will not. It needs to reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to start. It's people have to start accepting that that the world's gonna have to get back to some semblance of normality. You can't cultivate a capitalist environment for as long as they have, and then 
complain about people having to try and that that is the system we have mm. we either save it or faults and all or we're fucked and stop fucking telling people if they go out to the cinema they're contributing to fucking killing people get a fucking grip honestly to be fair, get people, a fucking grip. people come closer to you now in the supermarket then we'll be sat next to it's not cinema. a socialist it's not a social it's not a social endeavor no the issue is going to be if people are meeting at the cinema do, do, do people do that anymore as much i think people are still like on dates and stuff aren't they to the cinema but i don't know their willingness i think you, you'll find it be people from same households going mm. i just i just think people need to calm the fuck down a little yeah, bit yeah they do but the yeah, thing yeah. is scary for people you know it, it's different i i've been back at work since the 12th of may you've been back at work now for two weeks it's different once you start getting out in the world and it, it oh, feels it, different it's amazing how quickly you reacclimatize you reacclimatize we were saying today weren't we it, it just feels like it never happened and we're just back on the hamster wheel now yeah of working being knackered <laughs> eating sleeping working one thing you really realize it has been an awful I, I waste an awful lot of my life at work yeah absolutely and it, it has made me realize that uh trailers what have we got got quite a few actually do we cool brilliant I'm glad I watched them all. Um, before, well, this isn't a trailer proper, but should we talk about the Candyman animated teaser? Ian's got a good theory about this. Go on. It's the it's opening the... titles. Yeah, it could it be. It is, isn't it? That's good, me. that. Yeah. Wait, wait, as soon as Ian said that, I was like, oh, it could be, couldn't it? It's good, though, isn't it? Because she's, because Nadia Foster said, oh, look out for that in the movie. Hmm. I reckon it's going to be the open titles and the closing credits. Yeah. They're going to be similar. It's fucking good though, isn't it? It. it I am very, very, very excited. I, I think that there's a possibility it's coming by third most anticipated movie of the year. What are your first two? Tenet and Mank. Mank. Um. Yeah. No, it's good. It's really good, and I like the fact that you know the trailers dropped. Everyone's already wanting it. But it's more content uh, right. to get people. So, yeah, a, a Candyman, right? A what? Twenty-eight-year-old movie mm-hmm. that has a cult following. Yes. But sequels did not, right? No. So a Candyman sequel mm-hmm. that apparently does tie in the other mo- the other sequels in a way, although it's a direct sequel to the first one. Right. Right. With no huge star in it. Yeah, with no huge star in it. Yeah. Um, from a, I believe, second time director, I think. Yeah, yeah. sounds about right. Think, right, right. Now that should be should have been prime VOD. Yeah. Content. For these times, especially. Even with the Jordan Peele executive producing it, right? But they haven't. They have been absolutely insistent. This movie is coming out in theatres. And they are very confident about it. I think that they've watched that and they know that they've got a fucking cracker of a movie. Do you reckon it's a banger? Do you reckon it slaps? I reckon it, I reckon it slaps hard. Yeah. 
I have a feeling I agree. If that movie is just all right, I think I'm going to be more disappointed than if Tenet is just all right. Nah, it's. Yeah, I would agree with you there, actually. Yeah. I have such high hopes. I'm hanging a lot on that movie now. Mm. <laughs> it's gonna. It, no, it's gonna. It's gonna be good. If it if it wasn't Universal would have already have announced a VOD release for it. Exactly. Like the, if, if, you, if it wasn't, we'd have watched it already by now because Universal would have just released it um, for fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean that that that's exactly it. I mean, like with King of Staten Island, it was interesting. I, I was listening to an interview with Judd Apatow, and he was saying basically the option was either look, we just put this out next year, or we release it on VOD. So release it on VOD. Obviously, we'll talk about King of Staten Island. There is not a moment of that film that feels like I needed to watch that in a cinema. Um, Candyman is different and it feels like it's going to be riding a wave. I mean, shit, man, if we if we thought that Black Lives Matter was a big thing now, imagine what that's going to be like two months before the US election. You know, that Candyman could be a proper fucking zeitgeisty thing if they play it right but it looks like it's going to be really good as well mm. and the thing is because of the film my affection for the the, the original film mm. uh there it's kind of like i've been sort of reading a lot of, of, of interviews in the cost and, and the way she talks about it you, you know when you, you, when you listen to people talking about film and read people who talk about film filmmakers yeah you get certain filmmakers who are just fascinating to this some are just boring <laughs> uh and they really are but like Fincher, um, Michael Mann, mm. uh, Catherine Beagler, um, Scorsese, Spike Lee are all fascinating people to listen to talk about film. Can listen to talk about it for ages. Yeah. Um, um, but I was listening to an interview and I was thinking, she just, it, I, I want to watch a film she has made. It seems really fucking interesting. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's it's I'm just I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, what else we got trailers wise? Because I I I might have seen some of these, but I've forgotten if I watched any. Well, the next one I don't know whether Ian's seen it, but you were in the room for it, but I don't think you watched it. Um, Ian, did you watch the Train to Busan Peninsula trailer? Uh, no, I no I didn't. I I wasn't massively taken with Train to Busan, so I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't really seek this out. But how is it? it? It seems like a very different vibe. It's very chaotic. That's the only thing I took away from the trailer. It's very chaotic. I'll watch it because zombies, but, you know, it's very strange. Um, The Nest. Ooh, The Nest looks interesting. Mm. Did you watch this one, Ian? No, I didn't. What's this? It's got Jude Law in it. It's from a guy uh, who directed Martha Mercy May Marlene. Oh, fuck. I heard the trailer for his one was out. Sean Durkin, is that his name? Yes, I believe it yeah, is. It is. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, how is it? Who else is it? Um, Carrie Coombs. Carrie Coombs, that's it. Um, yeah, it looks looks intrigued, doesn't it? It looks it atmospheric does, as fuck. It does look atmospheric, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Jude Law doing what Jude Law should be doing now, playing just a little bit kind of creepy. He's really sinister. Like, it, but they're sinister they're, creepy, not yeah, like creepy not creepy. Like, not like sexual assaulty creepy no no, no. but I, it, it's the trajectory it should have he wobbled for a little bit did you lie yeah he did he did he but i think he's too busy nanny shagging uh, well, i think he's he, 
the problem is actors get to an age where they just have to accept that they're as old as they are and yeah. just run with it. I think he, he you had... know, he's, he's an attractive, not even not even an older man, but he's an attractive, mature man. But he, he can't be playing fucking playboys and stuff like that. Anymore. I don't think he dealt well with the fact that he lost his hair, and then when he got his hair no, back, no, he really didn't play. He didn't. When, he, when he got his hair back, I think he got his mojo back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, it it looks, I, looks I, really I, interesting. Yeah, I'm very up for it. <laughs> um, Palm Springs. Yes. Yeah. Don't know how we're gonna watch it. <laughs> Why? Because it's a Hulu movie. Oh. A Hulu original. We will find a way. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, I I I am very up for a slightly dark version of uh, <laughs> Groundhog Day with Adam Sandberg or Andy Sandberg. I don't know. It doesn't really give me Groundhog Day. I mean, it, vibes. It, 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 it gives me um, Happy Death Day vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also. I see that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I'm up for that kind of like a dark, a dark romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll do we'll do the biggest bit of exciting news last, but the Hamilton trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't watch it. You. No, right, I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Ian? I mean, it's fucking fascinating that this was supposed to be coming out in cinemas um, as like a, a, as a massive release. Um, and it, it's I'm looking forward to people watching it and going like that wasn't a film. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I want to see Hamilton. I'm, I'm very I'm really looking forward to having an opinion about Hamilton. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to when it comes out all those people that have seen it on the stage going well you don't really get the full experience if no, you've not well, seen it on the stage of course you will but I, I, you know what I'm actually really looking forward to I, I love watching stuff that's been filmed off of Broadway or West End shows and how they've filmed it and made it work I find it the, the, the direction of, the way it's yeah, directed yeah. I, I find that really like quite fascinating and like because obviously you can't just straight on film it no. Like you would watch it, but then in a way you're getting a better experience than the people that have seen it there yeah. because you've got different angles and stuff that they don't have, but then you don't get the atmosphere. So I'm actually I'm really excited for this. It's third of July, isn't it? I don't know. It's the third of July. Brilliant. Yeah. And then the biggest news this week. What? Josh Hartnett's in a movie that's coming out. Wait, I think Ian's got one for that. Oh no. Oh, the King's <laughs> Man. Ian's not allowed to start the King's Man because Josh Hartnett's in a movie, Becky. <laughs> no, because the King's Man just looks. I'm well up for Ralph Fiennes versus Rasputin. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck's playing Rasputin? I think it's Rita Fans. Okay. All right. Hang on. I'm going to have to look this up now, but I'm pretty sure it's him. I'm less infused now. Mm. The King's Man. Is Matthew Vaughn? Is Matthew Vaughn actually directing this? Yeah. Oh, actually no. I'm, I'm back in here. He is. I'm, he's playing Rasputin. Fucking I've just, fantastic. I've, I've just seen the cast. I am well back in. Yeah, it's a cast. I'll be. Fuck, man. Ray Fine, Stanley Tucci, Daniel Brühl, Gemma Arterton, Risa Fans, 
uh Jaimon Honsu. Oh, Digimon Honsu, nay, sorry. Um I mean it's a Matthew good cast. Good. Matthew Aaron Good Taylor Johnson. Yep. Let's fucking go. Like I yeah, I, right. I it, I mean, I mean, it looks fun. I think, I think it looks fun, and I'm, I'm really interested to see, like, because apparently, like, apparently there's going to be a third Kingsman as well. They, they, they seem to think anyway, and it's like, okay, is this going to directly, yeah, I'm like, like it, it's, uh, yeah, fuck it, I'm up for that. I ain't seen the trailer, but I'm up for it. Have you seen the first trailer? Uh, trailer number two, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the first trailer was a, a fucking while back, mind. <laughs> Not much better. It's 87. You know how that actually talk? We keep getting beeps. I have to talk a little bit more about... The Josh Hartnett thing. Yeah, no. it's, um, well, it, it seems like he's like an investigative journalist, isn't he? Yes. Investigating some suspicious arrest and it's all a bit, bit thriller action-y. Mm. I'm, I'm happy to watch Josh Hartnett in that kind of role. Yeah. He's, you know, he's at a more advanced stage now. I think he can do that. Cool. But yeah, I think I, I'm just I'm just excited to see him back. Who else do we need? They've still not done anything with Brendan Fraser for us, have they? No, the Brendan Fraser one is not. Is it not going to happen? I don't know. Come on, Vin. I'd like, I'd like to see that, yeah. I would as well. Like it, it makes me sad. Makes me oh, really genuinely oh, sad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Vin doesn't doesn't have the rock willing to play with him anymore. So why not Brendan Fraser? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, the the, the pre rock. <laughs> yeah. Before yeah, the rock exactly. stole Brendan Fraser's career. Yeah. Bad rock. Damn you, Dwayne. Yeah. Well, he's he's in a thing. Hang on, what's this? Brendan Fraser. Oh, no. What? I don't know. It, it? it doesn't say what it's about. It's never a good one. Behind the curtain of the night. Down with that. Sounds oh, brilliant. The story of a man who wow. sees his past lives from before he was born after being declared dead for the second time. Sounds light. Uh, just that's bad luck <laughs> if you declared dead twice. Oh, yeah. The legend of William Tell. And that's never getting made. No. He's been trying to make that for like 20 odd years. He tried to make that when he was bankable. But behind the curtain of night, it says it's in, pro- in post production. Cool. Cool. We'll never see it. Will I we? look forward to scrolling past that several times on Prime. <laughs> oh, man, we have to support Brendan Fraser. I will support Brendan Fraser. Do you reckon he's hit the gym a bit, maybe? I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He had some Me Too things, didn't he? An alcohol addiction thing and stuff like that. Did he have some Me Too things? He was the victim. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Poor Brendan. Poor Brendan. Yep. Oh. People don't care about Brendan like we do. We, we do. Yeah. Um, we go back and watch his back catalogue quite often. The amount of times that we've seen The Mummy and The Mummy 2 is just shame. The first two Mummy films are fantastic, are. great fucking action film. And it all goes tits up. Yeah. Um, right. Trailers, we done. Should we talk about actual movie now? <laughs> Which one should we talk? Um, 7500 is directed by Patrick Volrath. I'm going with that. That sounds like a fake name. It does sound like a fake name. Sounds oh, like I made it up because I couldn't pronounce it. I mean, it does look like it should be Volrath, though. Volrath. I'm going with Patrick Volrath. Uh, and stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt and People. Other people are in it as well. Um, what is it the story of? Uh, 
Just one of the players, uh, a American co-pilot named Tobias Ellis, uh, who is flying from Berlin to Paris. He's a co-pilot. What? So the opposite way from in the song. I was just oh. thinking about the song. <laughs> Do you not know the song, Matt? Which song? I'm having a very brainless day today. You have to bear with me. No, you could literally ask me to spell my name, and I think I'd show you a picture of a fork. <laughs> Which song? I guess you don't know it. Let's go, Anna. Do you not like? Do you not remember that song? No. Actually, you do live in a bubble, don't you? I do live in a bubble, yeah. In a nice way. What? In your bubble. I don't know how they won't let me in. <laughs> you just you in like a sub bubble. I'm just I'm just sort of looking at it, pressed up again, going, going. I have nowhere else to go. Can I have one of those Um Yeah. So what's he doing? He's he's flying to Berlin to Paris, uh, and one of the cabin crew is his partner. Which, uh, in a exposition scene um, to set up things throughout the film, not foreshadowing at all, uh, is given very early on. Um, and then, what would you have it? People try and hijack the plane. And yeah, basically the entire movie is shown from the cockpit, isn't it? Which is a really interesting way to do it. And, and do you know what? My brain only just. Yes. Within the movie. Um, that was the most interesting bit about the movie. Ian, what did you think 7,500? I mean, I think I think it's a compliment to say that the worst thing about 7,500 is that they tried to get away with the idea that two partners who have a child together would be working on the same plane. That... that that's an odd gripe. <laughs> Is that something that wouldn't be allowed? Uh, it depends how open they are about it. I think they would probably try and avoid it in case, obviously, the plane crashes and the child's left orphaned. Are we not yeah. No, I know, but still, I don't think the the company would want an orphaned child on its on its. I don't think aviation companies give a shit. Conscience. <laughs> I, I, okay fair enough then i just like it really took me out of it like just like because if you get into that kind of situation and i mean fucking hell fair play jgl sticks to his guns um but you know a, a lot of folks wouldn't you know what i mean and it, it's it, it really it did i mean i was fucking stunned that she was killed off so early on in the film. Um, spoiler alert. Um, We're all spoilers but... all the time. Sorry? We're all spoilers all the time. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, I, I just... Um, but yeah, that it, it, that did bother me. But yeah, I thought it was, it was a really interesting time. I think that it's probably um, a bit of a one-watch. Um but um, I, 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 I thought that it was effectively tense. I thought JGL was solid. Um, I liked the way that it, you know, it, it kind of morphed as it as it went along, you know, and it, it, it becoming kind of like the two-hander towards the end, uh, where that kid is so 
all over the place that you honestly don't know how it's going to end up. Um, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, apparently, apparently um, it, it, it's an irregular occurrence, but, but pilots and cabin crew can have relationships and can fly the same flights. Uh, I, I didn't, didn't read that fucking far. It just... I, it, I'm fucking stunned by that. Like, if they were having, like, a bit of an affair on the sly, then, you know, fair enough. But I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I'm really surprised they're allowed to do that. It kind of... Frankly, it kind of seems irresponsible to me. But just because... No, no. But it does... Just because of the nature of the work, the fact that you're both on the same airplane, you know, like, if it if it if if it's two people working... I suppose if it's two people working like in the same office and there's a fire or something you could both die i suppose there's that but i don't know man it's just like you know you want to lessen those odds of a child being orphaned so you know there is there an argument to say that jgl maybe deserved his fate in this film perhaps (laughs) that's a that's a that's a take to say it from me yeah can can you imagine being sat there when he goes so, the the life insurance, it's like, well, actually, you, you deserved it. <laughs> it's void. Yeah, quite. Um, Becky, yeah. once you finish pouring a drink, um, what did you think of the film? I had to leave the room because Ian's hot take on that was just making me laugh too much. <laughs> um, I don't know, really. Like, I feel like I wanted more to happen, but, like, plenty happened, but... I don't know. And it it just kind of ends, doesn't it? Well, the hijacking stops at that yeah, but is point. It, was it this one that we watched that just kind of cuts off? Oh, there was a different one that just kind of... No, but I, I, well, but I would say that both the movies we watched the feature of film reviews for this one this week did just kind of cut off. Just kind of cut off. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this one literally just, just cuts off like mid-pound shot. It just yeah. stops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 go on. So, yeah, they get everybody off the plane, uh-huh. right? They get everybody off the plane, and but they don't get the they don't try and access the cockpit, but they get every off the plane. But um, they don't move the dead body for, of his wife first. Yeah. I think they come on the plane. They just open the emergency exit and go down the slide. I mean, still, you think they just go? Somebody just go up there and just. Hold well, I think bit. they don't go on the plane because they don't want what's his face to shoot him. When you, when you, sorry, just to pick up on something where Mark just did very quickly there. When you said, you know, just did you think they were just going to like dustpan and brush her into a bag or something? <laughs> just like, just like, just they put the slide and just like just grab her and just pull her down a little bit so that what. She's dead. She's not gonna get offended by it. I feel like that would be more disrespectful than just like. But he wouldn't see it, would he? I mean, he has got a camera. I don't think he's worried about that. Can you imagine if he just saw her sliding away? (laughs) Down the slide. (laughs) And her her skirt's hitching up because they're pulling her along, and she's just there like, oh, what an undignified end. I mean. I think he had more important things to be worried about there. Well, I mean, yeah. I also don't think he gave that much of a shit, really. Um, I mean, he did just let her die. Yeah. 
just to say, if we're ever in that situation, if you suddenly become a pilot, like, you'd have to get like eye transplants or something like that. That's a terrifying idea. Yeah, I'd have to fly for Qantas. <laughs> Don't let me die. Let them take the plane. And well, then everybody. I'm not going to be noble about it. <laughs> I'm not going to be there going, "Don't open the door." I like think. I think in this situation, um, there's more chance that you'd be the pilot. I'd be a really fucking good pilot. <laughs> and I'd be one of the cabin crew, and you'd be there going, "I mean, he made the cat like him more, so you can fucking stand in the throat for all I care." I was just going to say, I hate to break it to you, mate, but I don't think you're ever going to be a member of a cabin crew. I'd make a great cabin crew. I would. I would. Can I have some more peanuts? Can you fuck off? Do you remember that one time you, you got your legs waxed and you wore my school skirt? I do remember that time I got my legs waxed and I wore your school uniform. The whole uniform it was. Yeah, you did actually, yeah. yeah. That's pretty sexy, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty sexy. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I did find myself very attractive. It was for charity, just to clarify. He wasn't just cross-dressing. Which, if he was, that would be fine as well. No, you, but... you fucking shame, mate. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the movie they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's just not enough... There's not enough plot there to support a whole movie for me. Yeah, I... I wanted to like this more because I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I really like him as a... As just a screen presence. I really like him. I feel like he's got a nice energy to him like you feel like when you watch him you feel like you'd like him in real life it, it does not good it, it, it it's a really odd one this one for joseph gordon levitt because it's been yeah he, he had a couple of years where he he was in an awful lot so from like um from i would say um you know he, he broke out with brick in 2005 and i think for like the next five or six years he was in an awful lot you know, from things like um, The Lookout and Brothers Bloom was in, Family Days of Summer was a big movie, um, and then obviously Inception, you know, and then he had a little run of a few years where he, he was really, he, he was the next big thing. Mm. And then he just seemed to just stop being the next big thing. Mm. And then it didn't quite, what is it? And, it, it, you know, he's Snowden and then this and it, it seems like he's not done as much. He seems to be, for me, since Looper. Because Looper didn't do as well as everyone expected it to do. I don't think. It wasn't as good as everyone expected it to be. Maybe, and then yeah. it seems to be from there onwards. I mean, he did but really well, Looper, money-wise. Yeah, but no one liked it. No one liked the creepy face. I think, I think, I think it's a bit, bit marmite was Looper. Mm. I, need, I think I need to re-watch. I think you do. I actually quite like uh, Looper. But it wasn't as well-received, I don't think, as... Um, as most of his other recent stuff had been, and I think, I think he's concentrated more on his um, is it hit record? He, he, yeah, he's very much concentrated mm-hmm. on that. Um, I don't know. I just like Ubex. I, I, I'm a big Joseph Gordon-Levitt fan, but it, it, it didn't. This for some reason, it, it didn't connect with me. It felt a bit flat in places. Like there was there was really good tension. It was tense, but the minute that. The minute they took the hostage, the uh, the um, hijackers took over the plane, mm. I thought it went downhill from there. Yeah. And I didn't like that element of it. And uh, all the way through the hostage hostage negotiations, once he became a hostage, I was thinking, hang on a minute, are they not going to address the fact that he clearly can't fly the plane once they've <laughs> refueled it? 
Mm. Because he's got one arm. Oh my god, I loved the the, the off screen hostage negotiator though. The fact that he... <laughs> he was he was very insistent, wasn't he? I would watch. I, I couldn't reach you on the radio, so I just thought I'd come out here. Yeah, I would watch a movie about his take on what was going the on. Off screen. Yeah. Just him doing a voiceover. Yeah. Like a director's commentary, but from the hostage negotiator. No, I want to watch a movie about him. Mm. I, I want to watch his movie, what he was doing at this point, and like him going. Uh, is, is he hung up or have we lost him? I don't know. Should we just go out there? Um, I, don't, I don't think he'll like that. Let's go out there. But I, like I don't think, think we should do that. I like to think he's in like one of those um, those like airport vehicles as well, you know, like the buggies. I reckon he's got the fucking stairs full for <laughs> the rest of development. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> Breaking news. Oh Bob. god. Michael Keaton is in talks to return as Batman for the Flash movie. That's a fucking odd one. That's a really odd one. This is going to be a little bit like, uh, like they're going, right, we're finally going to make a Flash movie. It's going to be called Batman versus Flash. And then it's just going to be Batman. Flash might be in it. So there's sources tell the Hollywood Reporter that the role being envisaged for the veteran actor is akin to the role played by Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury in the MCU, something of a, of a, as of a mentor or guide. And if he makes the deal, he will be in possibly several other DC films. Wait a minute, but wait, right? What the, the flash? fuck? Wait, but the Flash. Is this Ezra Miller's The Flash movie? Yeah, yeah. And it might. I might even be a bit silly here, but isn't there already a Batman that exists within that already established universe? There. I mean, I suppose, like, could there be, like, another fucking universe or something? Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't the, 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 doesn't the Flash have, like, infinite Earths or some shit? Is that Flash? I have no idea. I like the, I, I like the <laughs> idea, though, that, that, you get the flash goes, Batman just appears and it's Michael Keaton and, they, and he goes, wait, you're not, what is it? He goes, yeah, uh, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've been, I, I'm Batman. I've been Batman far. Trust me. Can I just, can I just say one thing? Obviously, it's good to share the news and stuff like that, but we need to not say while we're recording on the show, breaking news, person's name is. Just let's not do that for the rest of 2020, especially if it's someone that we like. Because it, it makes my heart go... Sorry. Yes. The thing is there, it, it doesn't make me want to watch The Flash. It makes me want to go, don't bother making a Flash movie. Just do a Michael Keaton bat- older Batman movie. I would watch that. Yeah, a detective Batman movie. Mm. Well, that's kind of it, what we're getting with the Pattinson one. Yeah, I know, but... He's hit the gym now. Everyone can calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's... It's interesting because it seems like the Pattinson one, it, it, is that series just going to be its own thing then? But then there are going to be other interconnected. I, I don't know. It's fucking I, fascinating. That. Yeah, I, I'd love it if they just went, if, if randomly they went, fuck it. Why can't we have two Batmans on the go at the same time and be and be completely different? The comic books have been doing it for years. They want to replicate the success of the Marvel movies, and the success of the Marvel but, movies is based upon the fact that people can follow along with it and get to know the characters and get invested in the stories. 
But I think what they've done is they've tried to do that and realised that, one, they suck at it, and two, it's it's always going to get compared to that. Yeah, the problem is they have two good characters. If if they do... Donna's... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Okay. so I don't know if you guys heard that because I know I'm cutting out a little bit. In one of the Flash TV shows, there was a cameo by Ezra. Stop the fact that there could be infinite, like, like more reality. So that will play in there. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I thought you might, uh, you might know. Okay, thanks, babe. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Um, (laughs) Did you guys hear that bit? Um, Donna was saying very that, poppy. <laughs> so Donna was saying that Ezra Miller was in one of the episodes of The Flash playing an alternate Flash to the one that's in the TV series. Yeah. So you know there are other like Earths where maybe just in this it in may maybe the uh, okay okay. Um, yeah, so there there is a, a, a way that maybe there's an alternate Batman who could could be in the Flash universe. I know it's interesting. I mean, it's just how much money would you have put on Michael Keaton ever playing Batman in a DC film ever again? <laughs> like, what odds you could have got on that? Stunning. I, that's I, I and I'm really really pleased to see that. I think that's fucking cool that Michael Keaton has gone, fuck it, like, potentially, why not? Yeah, I'll be Bruce Wayne again. That's that's cool. It's... Cause the thing is, I've always liked Michael Keaton as as an actor. Yeah. Um, I always think he's a really good streamer. He's a really good comedic actor, and he can carry... Um, he can carry more weighty roles that we've found in, in more recent years. He's got a good charisma. Yeah. I, you know, he's up there, I think, with with Stallone for, you know, the, the you gutted that he didn't win an Academy Award. You hmm. uh, felt like he he, he should have. Like, it was the, 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 that point for Birdman. Birdman won everything else. Why didn't he win Best Actor? Who won Best Actor that, that year? No idea. Won it theory of won it fucking red ray bands. Oh yeah. In what was it? <laughs> fucking hell. It, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, you know, I I wasn't a massive fan of a uh, Burma, but he, he just he fucking deserves it mm. for it mm. uh, for that there. Um, I think it's quite interesting as well because obviously. The whole Batman and Robin vibe hasn't previously translated well to screen. Because, no, because Robin's terrible. Yeah. But having that mentor-mentee kind of thing, vibe going on, could plus, be quite interesting. Plus, it, it will be funny um, for watching Ezra Miller try and bounce off Michael Keaton. fine if he's not playing up to something he's a good actor he's a good actor no he can be a good actor but i just think that you, you get a feeling like 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 if he was trying to prat about with ben affleck it just ben affleck would just be like i don't i'm not gonna do this whereas if he was trying to prat about with michael keaton michael keaton would be like oh you think you're gonna out take the piss out of me no 
<laughs> I will destroy you. That'd be good. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm very up for that. But my brain is already going, if that's a 120-minute movie, I want 125 minutes of Michael Keaton. <laughs> Minus five minutes of Ezra Miller. I don't even... No, just I just want Michael Keaton. Oh. I, I, did you guys ever watch the Need for Speed movie? Yes. Did we review it? We we No, but we, we did review it, but we spoke about it later on. Yeah, I just like... I just remember Michael Keaton in that, in kind of like the the haze of his Oscar nomination, and just um, you know, let's pay Michael Keaton like ten million dollars to sit in a room and just let him fucking ramble on about cars, probably with a bottle of whiskey just off camera. He he's literally just in a room, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, fucking Need for Speed. That's a video game movie that just feels like what? <laughs> it, it, it kind of happened by the fact that you had the guy from Breaking Bad and Michael Keaton <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean Dominic Cooper, Imogen Poots it's you know it's not a bad caster anyway I'm, I'm ever so sorry for derailing the 7500 discussion but that just got me incredibly excited Michael Keaton back as fucking Bruce Wayne, cool <laughs> 7500 Definitely not shit. I'm touching cloth with it. I think I am as well. There's not enough plot there to sustain an entire movie, and that I found myself easily distracted. Yeah, I just didn't didn't connect with it. Um, so yeah, so I'm I, I'm touching cloth. Our audience poll, and I have a question for you in a second, Dean. Actually, oh, yeah. is definitely shit. Twenty five percent. Touching cloth fifty percent and shit twenty five percent. Ian, did you, what, what? How did you watch it? Uh, on my Apple TV. Right, so we watched it on our Apple TV as well, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Right, um, and obviously we both watched it on Prime. Did the subtitles were they hard coded for you? Did they come up? For the foreign language bits, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did on ours. No, it was a minus. No, oh, really. No, they didn't. We had to, we, we got we got we got like about a minute in to the, the bit where it starts becoming foreign language, and when there must be some. I mean, now the first little they bit. They were on auto, weren't they? When you checked. Yes. The first little bit where it started with in in, um, in German, we were like, all right, maybe maybe it's just we're not supposed to we're not supposed to say it, know what they're saying because we're supposed to get in the confusion. You know, we're supposed to be you know living the film through Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character's yeah. life, and he doesn't speak German. Mental that he's got a German partner and a child and lives in Germany but yeah. doesn't speak any German yeah. is a little bit like, well, fuck you. Um, also, well, I, I do find it a little bit obvious making the, the, the motives for the uh, hijackers. That's, but a little yeah, bit. That's one of the things reductive. that bothers me most about it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so we thought, right, well, it's maybe that. And then as it went on, we're like, nah, I think we're supposed to know this bit. Yeah. yeah. So we had to put subtitles on for the whole rest of the movie. Just in case. Just in case. And then go back and watch like the past two minutes. But the auto subtitles should do that. Yeah, it should do. But a few people have been saying the same thing, I found. Very annoying. Yeah. So yeah, that was it uh, from that. Uh... Are you a craft beer junkie? 
Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's Untapped podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind the scenes, access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's on Tap podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. The Mulberry Boys, every Friday night. On the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back and the J-Strom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. PCZ is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset, you can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, TV shows and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews news and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around, he will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. Should we do some what have you been watching before we do King of Staten Island? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Ian, what have you been watching? Uh, blah, 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 blah. I, I, do you know what? I've got through quite a lot. Um, I watched five films on Saturday. Um, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, can't remember the last time I watched five films in a day. I was really, really pleased with that. Was that um, did, did you get to the end of it and go, "Holy shit!" <laughs> well, I basically I got to the end of it watching The King of Staten Island, and uh, like finished it about half one in the morning. And then fell asleep on the sofa with a glass of Elvis juice in my hand and woke up at about half four with that glass of Elvis juice still in my hand. I was very impressed with myself. Yeah, I no, it's not that guy, though. Um, so, yeah, I'll go through uh, I'll go through the films I watched on uh, on Saturday. Uh, well, I watched 7500 in Kingstown Island, but um, also watched uh, Resistance. Uh, so this is new uh on uh video on demand uh now came out on friday i think um i got a written review on um vodzilla um and uh yeah so basically it's uh the one where jesse eisenberg plays marcel marceau um who also was a fighter in the french resistance during world war ii um which it's not as annoying as you kind of think it's going to be. The trailer was a bit like, oh, God, what's this? Uh, or at least I thought so. Um, it, was, it was like that, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, 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 was, um, I, I was actually quite surprised with the film. Um, it starts off a little rough. Um, it's bookended with Ed Harris playing General Patton. Um, of course. Yeah. Um which is odd and he's just like i'm gonna tell you a story of a great man and a blah, blah, blah. and then it cuts to marcel marceau who's 
uh, a mime um, who's also working in his father's butcher. Um, his brother kind of gets him on board to help protect a bunch of Jewish kids um, who have basically been orphaned. Um, and the first 20, 30 minutes is trying very hard to make us see that Marcel Marceau is a genius and that he's great with kids. There's this really overextended sequence where he's doing mime to cheer them up, where I, I was just, fuck, let's just get on with it, please. If I wasn't being paid to write a review of it, I may well have switched it off at that point. Um, but after that, it, it 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 gets better. The second half in particular, once the the Nazis are really like cracking down and they, they basically occupied the whole of France. And um, there's a, there's an interesting thread in like, well, you know, what, what is best to fight the Nazis and risk death or to help ensure that these kids are safe um, so that basically the Jewish faith can continue in France. Um, and it is kind of like the, the push and pull of which one is important is kind of most important to him. Um, Eisenberg's decent. He's good. Um, he gives a fair account of a guy who's kind of brought into fighting, doesn't want to fight, but learns why it's important. Uh, Clements Pose is uh, uh, decent as well. Her character goes through some fucking shit. Um, and she does a, a good job in kind of embodying it as the as the film goes on. Um, the like the head Nazi in the film as well. Um, it it's it's interesting. He's not exactly a car like uh, just a paper cut out villain Nazi. He's obviously following a doctrine which is very 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 wrong. But he's also got a wife and a kid and. You know, he's got like wants for his kid. There's a really interesting scene where he, he, he talks to Jesse Eisenberg about his kid, which I um yeah, I thought was pretty good. It's it's not it's not like a world beater, it's not a masterpiece, but it, it it's um it's a good couple of hours, or at least it's a good like final ninety minutes after a not as great opening thirty. Um I liked it. Uh it, it's you know, it's been getting some pretty tepid reviews and i could see why it, it doesn't necessarily tell you anything that you don't know but in a world where you've literally got far-right idiots doing fucking nazi salutes while trying to protect a statue of churchill it's um i don't know man maybe some people do need to fucking see this oh yeah um history does need to be fucking taught without question yeah i mean it, you know i mean that's the thing it's like if, if the last few years has taught us anything is that People do seem to need to be told that Nazis are bad. Um, oh man! But yeah, no, it's 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 all right. Um, if it's on uh, Netflix or Prime at some point, you know, give it a go. Yeah. Um. Uh, so uh, I also watched a beautiful day in the neighbourhood. Um. Did we're you get to this? I'm going to try and watch that next week. We just didn't get a chance to watch it. Um. Okay. <laughs> Um, I will just say then I was very, very, very taken with it and I'm fucking kicking myself that I didn't see the unlimited screening of it in December because um, I would have liked to have put it very, very high in lists. Um, let's 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 talk about it next week. I'm not entirely sure you guys will be as taken with it as I was. 
Um, but Marielle Heller, man, she's got some fucking ideas for how to present stories. Fair play to her. Um, Hanks, very, very good. Matthew Reese, very, very good as well. Um, yeah, do 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 try and get to it. I'd, li- I'd like to talk about it further, but probably when you guys have seen it. Yeah, we, we absolutely will get to it this week, what about? I'd love to, yeah. We've been wanting to watch it, haven't we? You very much have, haven't you? Yeah. Cool. Uh, good. Sorry? It just looks so lovely and like it's like a warm hole. It is, but it, it, it's got darkness to it as well. But the way that that is presented is fucking fascinating. It, yeah. Yeah, really interesting film, and I think it's very, very odd that Marielle Heller wasn't getting some um, some note, uh, awards notice because it seemed like Tom Hanks was the only one who did out of that film. But yeah, um, okay. So also watched uh, Tropic Thunder. Um, so this was uh, 4K for 3.99 on iTunes. And it's the, the theatrical cut. I remember the director's cut kind of droning on a bit, so um, I'm 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 all right with the theatrical cut. I I, I contest that I watched the director's cut um, last year and it 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 lose all flaw. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's interesting. I don't know if you guys have seen, but like Sky have suddenly put warnings on some of their films, saying that it contains kind of like ideas that were of their time yes um, and it kind of feels like tropic thunder will probably have that as well even though you know it's only 12 years old the the robert downey jr character they tread a very very fine line with that but in the end of the day he is a fucking idiot method actor who goes the most idiotically method thing you could ever do and they take the piss out of him for it um, I mean, they, they are taking the piss piss out of that the entire time, and Brandon T. Jackson is constantly chewing him out for it um, through the film. But yeah, yeah, um, I really like Tropic Thunder. It's very, very, very fucking funny, um, and it's extremely in my wheelhouse to the extent that there is a joke where Jay Baruchel is trying to t- um, tell Robert Downey Jr. about why Blu-ray won the HD DVD Blu-ray format war. Um, which is just extremely my shit and will be funny to no one else. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, I mean, and it looks great as well. Shot by John Toll, who I want to say was the cinematographer on the thin red line. Um, yeah, no, cool. And I mean, it looks great. It obviously had a big budget. The cast is fucking insane. Um, you know, Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Matthew McConaughey, Bill Hader, uh, Jay Baruchel, uh, Tom Cruise, for fuck's sake, Nick Nolte, Danny McBride, um, Steve Coogan. Like, bloody hell, you know. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a great, affectionate, but also piss-taking look at Hollywood. Um, and the, I will say as well, the moment where Steve Coogan's character steps on the mine, mine and blows up, it's way too close to the moment in The Five Bloods. Yeah, it very much is, isn't it? Like it's, it's weird. It's like Spike Lee has either never seen Tropic Thunder or he fucking loves Tropic Thunder. 
it's it's one or t'other. Um, but yeah, Tropic Thunder holds up. Also in 4K and on iTunes for 3.99, Beverly Hills Cop. Ah, oh, fucking love Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> so this recently got a Blu-ray re-release with the 4K Master, but the only way to actually see it in 4K is streaming. Starting to find this ever so slight tangent. There's a lot of stuff now available in 4K digitally that doesn't have a 4K physical release. It's like really getting up there. Um, And, you know, Arrow are now doing Pitch Black in 4K on disc. I don't think that'll be on digital. So there are some titles that will only be 4K on disc as well. But it does kind of feel like the tide's slightly turning there. Um, Just the amount of random shit that has a 4K release on iTunes now. Like Vanilla Sky is uh, $4.99 at the moment. I think I might buy that. It, you know, if if films are a fiver or three ninety nine, but they're in four K, I'm far more likely to buy them than if they're HD. I will say that I wouldn't have bought Beverly Hills Cop otherwise. Uh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop is great. It it it, it doesn't have the fantastic. There's a moment in Beverly Hills Cop two which I thought was in this one. I was disappointed where it wasn't where Eddie Murphy walks into the inspector's uh, office and just goes, hey, Inspector T, how you doing? And then Inspector T just goes, shut the fuck up, Foley. And it just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I... Fucking 399 Beverly Hills Cop on iTunes. That is fucking... I... I, I genuinely... Beverly Hills Cop and Beverly Hills Cop 2. I adore those movies. I, and, I mean, with good reason. I, Beverly Hills Cop 2 is currently $7.99 on iTunes, so I won't be buying that just yet. But the moment that motherfucker is $3.99, I'm buying it and I'm watching it. Um, yeah, it's it, it, I mean, it's just it's a good time. Um, and, and Martin Brest is, is responsible for two of the best buddy comedies of the 80s. A fucking mid, between Midnight Run and Beverly Hills Cop, that guy was just doing the best work. Yeah, you could say the breast work. The breast work. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, Beverly Hills Cop man holds up. Banana in the tailpipe, still amazing. Um, it's I, so fucking watchable that movie. And I, I love his relationship with Taggart as well. The fact that, at, like, the first scene that he's in with Taggart, Taggart fucking punches him in the in in the police station and then it's literally like do you want to press charges against this man it gets really serious um and i and i like how the kind of like the affection kind of grows between them as the film goes on i mean like judge reinhold just loves the shit out with him pretty much right from the off but um i I just i love as well when they um he orders the room service down and taggart's like not into it and then (laughs) judge reinhold's just like this is actually pretty good you know it's just um yeah judge Reynolds just took it yeah 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 no I mean, uh, brilliant um yeah and ronnie cox is really good in it as well i mean yeah it's it it's it's cracking and just the way that you know when eddie murphy needs to get serious he gets serious like when he's thrown out that window and then those cops like arrest him and it's just like what are you fucking pressing char- what are you what are you pressing charges for uh me being thrown out of a window what next i'm going to be run out uh, thrown out of a moving car and you're going to charge me for jaywalking you know i i i i I like how kind of angry he is with that um as as well as taking the piss um 
yeah, it, it, it's cracking. It's Beverly Hills Cop, but it, it but it doesn't have shut the fuck up Foley, which I just remember the first time I watched that, and I fucking must have laughed for about twenty minutes straight. Um, but yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, just a couple of us. You guys there? Wait a minute. Hello. Hello. Hello, you're back again, mate. Okay, cool. I'll move on from Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, a couple of us. Uh, I watched uh, QT8, the first eight. Did Did you guys watch this a while back, the documentary about Tarantino? Yeah, we watched it a few weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I caught up on it. It's on Amazon Prime now. Um, I liked it. It's a good look at his films. Kind of wish they didn't even bother bringing up Weinstein for all the insight that you, you get from it. Um, if they're going to bring up what? Go on. You get more from you get more uh, the fact that um, that Michael Madsen doesn't like Harvey Weinstein and never has than you do anything else. Yeah. That it got criticised for that as well. Yeah, they feel, it feels like they go, look, all right, we'll get to that. But it's just the fact that it's not like they interrogate it or anything. You know, it, it's just, okay, well, Quentin was his friend for years, but never knew anything about... I, I It just, I don't know, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's an entertaining enough look at his films, which uh, led me on to re-watching The Hateful Eight, first time since cinema. Um, Hateful Eight is really good. It's um, I think coming off of Inglorious, but I'm ready to fucking really fucking good. Was a bit of a disappointment, I think, for me first time round. Um, I I do think it's overindulgent. I think it is too long. The Samuel L. Jackson Bruce Dern bit is a little bit like, did that actually need to be there? Um. I mean, like, you, you'd never guess where that conversation is going when it starts. Um, but, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, but cast having a, uh, a lot of fun. When the gore comes out, the gore comes out. And I like the way it tells. It's kind of, like, just theatrical kind of tale. Um, it's not one of Tarantino's best, but it's still a very, very entertaining movie. Uh, that's me done. Yeah, I love Hate of Light. It's fantastic. Uh, I, need to get, I need to rewatch that again at some point soon. I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Also, as well, I, I think, as I said, when you mentioned Ian, that you watched it on uh, our WhatsApp thing, that the, the real fucking star of that movie is Robert Richardson. Oh, my That's God. Incredible. Yeah. Um, all of the outside stuff is incredible. Yeah, it's a um, beautiful film. Kiki just wants to say hi. Two ticks. Come on, get up. Get up. I want to show Mark and Becky how big you've got. (laughs) Whoa. He's huge. That is a big dog. She is a big pup. But she's not a fat pup. She's just a big pup, aren't you, sweets? She's going to be massive. How old is she now? Uh, getting on for five months. Bloody hell. Oh, you go, go, go. Go to like, they're two. 
Jeez. Yeah, her, her mum and dad were fucking huge. So, uh, yeah, she, she's got some growing to do. She's going to be a big girl, aren't you, hun? Anyway, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, Bex, have you watched anything then? I have not. Uh, have I? No. I have, but not on my own. I, 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 I did watch the end of... Um, what was it? My iPad's been somewhat weird. Tomorrow? Yeah, I did watch the end of Day After Tomorrow. Uh, I really like the Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a it's it, it's it's a bit of a comfort watch for me. You know, film that's just a nice warm hug of a movie okay. about the planet starting a new ice age. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we like a disaster movie. We though, do don't like we? a disaster movie. Yeah. Uh, so what else do you watch? Well, talking about disaster movie, what? There you go, it. Ah, well, yeah, we watched we watched Dante's Peak, which you'd actually never seen before. I've never seen you? Dante's Peak, no. Because you were going through your, your hating Pierce Brosnan thing. Yeah. See, you don't have many of these things, these just really rational hatreds of actors. But Michael Serra and Pierce Brosnan are, are special, aren't they? I don't, I don't think Michael Serra is, is necessarily irrational. Like, I could see why he could get on somebody's <laughs> wick. Yeah. Yeah. The Pierce Brosnan thing, it, it, it's it, it's because I have actually no problem with Pierce Brosnan. Mm. It's when people started to think Pierce Brosnan was like a really good actor. <laughs> That's what bothered me. He's a nice yeah. enough screen presence, but he's not a good actor. No, yeah. he's not. That's fair enough. He's not. That's what bothered me. Um, yeah, disaster movie. Big volcano. No one believes him. Shit goes down. Yeah, it, it, is, it, it is quite amusing how... No one believes him, and then literally just shit goes down really fucking quickly, and people, every, everybody makes the wrong decision. But I feel like people are still not believing him while it's already yeah. happening. Yeah. It's going to get worse. No, no, it's nah, not. Looking, it's, it's literally getting worse right now. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's an awful, but it, it, it's a fun time for what is it? And it's always nice to see Linda Hamilton in a not Terminator, in a not Terminator movie. movie. Yeah, she's all right in this, actually. She's really good yeah. in it. You know, she's really... She's really charismatic and really engaging, mm. and you know she's not crazy, which is always good. Yeah. Um, what else you watch? We rewatched uh, in our continuing Marvel rewatch uh, Civil War. We did rewatch Civil War, but now we've stalled, haven't we? Because you've realised what's next. Ah, uh, yeah. Didn't you talk about Civil War last week? No. Did we? No. Did we? I don't think so. I think we watched. They it. all just bl- they just blur into one now. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we did. Cause I think we watched it the night that we recorded. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, Bucky. I, I I still think this is my favourite of them. Yeah. So far, it's very very good. Yeah. Was great. I think it, it, it's um it's it's the one that feels like there's the most at stake. It adds some meat to the bones as well, doesn't it? Because it's like there's no way that all these very different personalities are just going to get on all the time and fight evil. Like there is going to be friction. And I, I think it's you, you can either kind of gloss over it and pretend it's not there or you can engage it head on. And, and this engages it head on. And I, I like that about it. Yeah, I, I think you get the it makes sense with the whole cat versus Iron Man thing in the sense that they they both think they're right mm. 
but they but neither uh, but they both think the other one is wrong as well but they don't they don't they're not against each other but the very nature of what they do means at some point they're gonna have to yeah battle yeah. and it's the it's it's almost like with Tony Stark realizing that he's Tony Stark he's not yet he's iron man for the what is it but without the suit he is just yeah he's tony stark mm. he's two people so he's iron man and he's tony stark whereas captain america is that's all he is he's steve rogers that's all he is yeah yeah and so there's that it's a really it's a fascinating what is it uh, i think movie. it shows tony dealing with you know how how he is or isn't dealing with what they what the repercussions of what they do are. What I have found fascinating is how Anthony Mackie has actually been really quite engaging so far in these. Did yeah. he just drop off a cliff after this one? Maybe. I'll have to wait and see, won't we? Can't uh, get through Doctor Strange first, though, Ben. Yeah. And then finally... It's not like... <laughs> oh, so pained. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's, not, it, it's not the fact I don't like Doctor Strange at all. I'm fine with Doctor Strange. I just never need to watch it again. But I do need to watch it, unfortunately. Um, But I don't have any need within me to watch it again. I quite like Doctor Strange, and I've only seen it once. I just, I don't care that much, but I've got to watch it. I enjoyed it. I have that memory of it. The more I watch it, the more bored I get of it. I like the magic shit. Yeah, I don't like the magic shit. No. Um, And we watched Inside Man. Um... Which you claimed a game that you hadn't seen, despite no, the fact I, didn't. I, I didn't claim I hadn't seen it. I knew I'd seen this. In fact, I said to you, "Oh, I remember really liking this." Sounds mm, See, I thought, and I, obviously you're supposed to think it, that they've all come out at the same time as the hostages, mm. aren't you? Yes. I forgot clearly because it's a silly idea that he just bricked himself into a wall and waited. Yeah. That was a bit of a shitty kind of, oh, really? Because it would have been better if you'd just come out with the rest of them. I don't know. It's, I, I really like um, Inside Man. But it's fun, but it does feel a little bit like Spike Lee on autopilot. Yeah, quite generic. Yeah. It it, 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 it feels like it feels like a Spike Lee paycheck movie. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. But it, but it's not, it's it's a, not bad or anything. No, it's a really high level paycheck yeah. movie yeah because it's directed by spike lee i could live without jodie foster in it anyone else in that role would have been fine i think it made sense to at the time mm. or not. I, I, I think you were supposed to think that you're not as hot shit as you think you are mm. however it was quite funny watching jodie foster try and walk in heels that was quite funny she proper waddles yeah in heels. she does that is not i, I was watching it like I can't criticise this because Mark would be like, that is such a fucking woman thing to criticise another woman for. But I'm glad to think, I'm glad to hear you were thinking it. Looks too. literally like it was all done on perpetual motion. So literally she went, she stood there, got something, a pusher. Yeah. And then once the feet started moving, they went, just shoot, just shoot it now because eventually she'll stop. What's that one film where Patrick Swayze um, played like a... 213, thanks for everything, no, Jane. All right. She walks like that. That's where she walks better. Oh my god, no, I don't mean there's one where there's one where Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell yeah. Tango on cash. Tango on cash. Yep. That's how she walks. 
<laughs> nope, Kurt Russell walks better. Yeah, Kurt Russell <laughs> probably does walk better, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that was what we've watched this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's a very lesser Spike Lee, but it's still a fun movie. I want to watch Twenty Fifth Hour, man. It's a little bit too long though. I want to watch Twenty Fifth Hour. That one's way too long. But it's good though. It's good, but it's way too long. Uh, maybe a movie that might be too long. <laughs> we'll find out. Well, there's no might about it, quite frankly, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the King of Staten Island. Um, directed by Judd Apatow. It's also co-written by Judd Apatow. It stars Pete Davidson. He's also co-written by Pete Davidson and is semi-autobiographical. Um, it also stars Marisha Tomei, Bill Burr, uh, Maud Apatow, Steve Buscemi, Kevin Corrigan and other people. Uh, it is the story of uh, Scott uh, Carlin, uh, played by Pete Davidson, who is a uh, essentially a, a, a waster, mid-twenties, spends all his time just getting baked uh, and is a amateur tattooist uh, whose work is mad inconsistent. Mad um, inconsistent. <laughs> nice. Lives in Staten Island uh, and he's sister played i think his sister's more appetite yeah uh he's moving away to college so it leaves him with his mum on his own his mum realizes that, that she essentially has a bit of empty nest syndrome and decides to pursue a relationship with um bill Burr's character uh, ray bishop who also happens to be a firefighter whoa, whoa all the odds. because pete davidson's dad was a firefighter who died when he was seven years old which how, is the how does she meet ray semi-autobiographical bit she meets ray because um scott gives his son his nine-year-old son a tattoo um of what it's just a line it's a line, it's a line. <laughs> uh, so yeah kingston island um Ian, what did you think of King of Staten Island? Uh, so, can I add, can I add uh, King of Staten Island is 136 minutes long. Gosh, that's two hours, 16 minutes. Yes. In real life. And claims to be a comedy. <laughs> um, so, take everything I say with a pinch of salt because I was fucking wasted when I watched this. Um, the very first scene immediately started making my teeth itch where it's like right this is a guy who seems to be having some issues and is like yeah maybe maybe i'll uh you know crash my car and end things it's like really super super selfish way of trying to kill yourself mate well done um and it took a while for me to warm up to it. He's an he's an asshole for far too much of this film. Um, but by the end, it was like, yeah, all right, now he's like twenty percent less asshole. But it also feels like one like bad experience at the firehouse, and he could just go back to how he was. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like there was an awful lot of growth there. Can't say I laughed all that much. I, I, but I, I also can't say I hated it. Um, it is too long. But in my kind of like drunken haze, it all kind of like melted along all right, really. 
Um, yeah, just it, like I kind of alluded to earlier on, there is no fucking need to see this in a cinema whatsoever. I mean, Apatow's never made the most cinematic films, but fuck me. No. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah I'm intrigued to see what you guys thought of it. I, I, I didn't hate it, but 100% can see why Universal just went, fuck it, stick it on VOD. Thanks. Um, I went into this fully prepared to fucking hate it. I've been dreading watching this movie all week. I don't like Judd Apatow movies. I don't like Pete Davidson. I don't like the fact that Judd Apatow just cast Maud Apatow in it. Nepotistic twat. Um, I was fully, fully prepared to hate this movie. I always do find it amusing that um, whenever Maud Apatow is asked about what is it, she always says, you know, I always make sure I have to audition for these movies. And it's like, well, nobody asked you that, Maud, but uh, thanks for sharing that with us. But do you think it's weird that you always also do get cast? (laughs) (laughs) Were these these auditions in your kitchen? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I actually really liked it, to be fair. Fair play. Um, I I actually really liked Maud Apatow in it. I thought she was really good as the sister. The... The concern that she feels for her brother feels really genuine. Like she's she's obviously worried that he's just gonna fuck up their mother's life when when she's not there. She's worried about him on a personal level as well. I think the bits with him and Bill Burr are really good. I think the bits with him with the little kids are really really sweet. Shows that he's you know it's there obviously to demonstrate that he's not he's not just a fuck up. He's not a bad guy. He's just a bit shiftless. And yeah, his tattoos are shit. They are mad inconsistent. Um, the bits with his he's friends... He's a right? He's a bummerant, right? I have <laughs> no black friends can't... anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that bit's funny. The bits with his friends are really funny. Um, Igor's great. The what? fact that his girlfriend turned out to be real, great. I, I just, yeah, I really liked it. I found it really quite sweet and charming. You know, is it going to stick, the fact that he's kind of sorted himself out a little bit? Probably not. Probably not to that extent. Like, he's not going to become a fireman. It's not something that you just kind of stumble into, I don't think, really, is it? But, you know, maybe maybe having a little bit more direction and having a father figure in his life is going to do him some good. Again, it's another one that just fucking ends, so we'll never know. But It, it, do, it, do, it does end with him just waiting for the, his girlfriend to get out of the exam, doesn't it? It's just like... Yeah. He's just gonna hang around there for a few hours. Well, like the fact, that even that way, the fact that he goes from just being like, "Oh, well, we can either just fuck or we can just stop." There's, there's no, there's no more than that. And then at the end, he like gets the ferry with her, and he's like testing her on stuff for her exam and waiting for her while she does a, a city exam, and it's like it's, it's just quite sweet. Like, it's a bit, it's a little bit of a candy coated ending, but I like it. So yeah. Very, very shocked. I have oh, two shocked. issues with it. Oh, right. They're not wearing headsets, man. I have two issues with it. One, the title doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. It's a fair point. Doesn't make sense. Uh, he, he never professes to be... If you're going to call a film The King of Staten Island, you've got to have... With that poster and stuff like that, you've got to have something that somebody... Like, like he thinks he's a big deal there whereas he painfully doesn't. Mm. 
there's there's no it, it, it doesn't make sense. No. It's a clever title, but not for this movie. No. My other point about it is is actually nothing to do with the movie. It's something that I'll come to towards the end of what I'm saying as what is becoming an increasing irk for me, not just in movies, but around movies and in a wider point of society. Did you just tease a trailer something you're going to say later? I did a little bit. I have that power now. (laughs) Because I'm the king of film Batman Island. Is that right? Apparently, I'm self-proclaimed. Yes. (laughs) I auditioned myself in the kitchen. (laughs) Um, I I really, really liked it. I I, I really, really liked it. Um, Why? I, I... I, I thought Pete Davidson was really good in it. I thought he was very funny when he needed to be funny. I thought he conveyed the the, the chaos. There was a lot of it. There was a, a level of emotion there of him just accepting that he was that he maybe didn't want to be this sort of like you said listless. Mm. But it, it just it, he can't. He's fucked. He's got in a funk and he just cannot fucking get out of it. Mm. And the the drive energy to get to get out of it just, it's, just beyond it's, it. it's beyond him and it stresses him out, which causes him to fall even further down. And then the only way that he can kind of go right is to kind of go no. The reason why I don't want a relationship with a girl is not because he doesn't like her, but because he's like no, I'll be fucking holding you back. Mm. You don't want a fucking relationship with me. It'll be terrible. I'm kind of fucked up. And then the the the, the point is. That I think where he, he doesn't, I I think the film tricks you a little bit. I don't think the point where he has a turnaround is is the bit um, where the fire station. No, it's the fight in the back garden. But I don't think it's that. I think there's a realization when he's with his friends and they're talking about robbing the um, the pharmacy, and he's like, "No, I'm oh, oh wait a minute, I'm the fucking." I'm smarter than doing that. That's fucking stupid. And then when he does it, it's like, oh, holy shit. Was I this fucking stupid? And then he keeps dragging himself back down. I love the shot of him playing basketball with, with Igor. Like, I, I knew Pete Davidson was tall and they've clearly got that guy in cast because he's small, so the disparity is so high. But he just looks like a fucking giant. You mean uh, Moise Arias from uh, Hannah Montana? Fuck me, is that her age? Yeah. Did you Whoa, not tweet that it was... No, I did what's not. What's it from Hannah Montana? Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, Tomei is great in it. Um, it. It's... I don't think it's a comedy. I think no. it's a drama that has funny moments. A dramedy? No, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I think it's a drama that has funny moments within it. Um, it, it yeah, it, it, it's too long. I, I like the fact that his tattoos aren't that good. And then when you see the big reveal of the back and you think there's going to be this great big like poignant piece that he's going to do about <laughs> yeah. the fire department and it's going to look really fucking good <laughs> and it's shit. still pretty shit. And he's done the Chinese character on his back. What I don't get is like, the picture that he draws in the kid's notepad's really good. Yeah. Why doesn't he... I also, he I, I also enjoyed Machine Gun Kelly just fucking chewing him out in the... <laughs> In the in a tattoo thing, and then him just been a dick to that fucking Nazi. Rico from Hannibal. Yeah. Um. Um. I enjoyed the wine mom's bit when he goes back to see his mum, and, and she's completely redecorated the house, and she just sat there getting wine drunk with with her sister. 
and they're just laughing at him. And then they just shoot him out of the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, oh. that was brilliant. Like, can I talk to you outside? And it just chucks him out. <laughs> it's the fact that it shoots him out and then you just hear them cackling in the background. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. Um, I, 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 yeah, I was quite taken by it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it was... And I, I, was, I was in very early on. Mm. Uh, from them winding up the friend about his dad's death. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't like it, but immediately I thought, oh, hang on a minute. He's he's clearly not okay with this, mm. but he's... Trying to He's trying to not, because that's the way he deals with things. I don't know. At that point, I, I thought, if the rest of the film's like this, I'm, I'm not on board with it. Yeah, but I... Yeah, I... I thought it was it was an interesting character study of that character. Mm, yeah, um, that character is basically just him, isn't it? Yeah, well, to an extent, yeah. But the the shitty um, embracing of being the black sheep of the family was quite interesting um, in, in that of, of like the I'm not going to see why why can't I just some people uh, some people are corner sitters, some people just sit in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I mean, I have had that conversation with family members before <laughs> basically that exact conversation um not really a suit wearer yeah so there was maybe you know uh, maybe in, in a bit i probably shouldn't admit i was a little bit like okay i kind of yeah i can relate a little bit to points <laughs> of this the the um it, it's fine to tattoo the kid thing was the tattoo in the kid scene was fucking brilliant Mm. And then the when he goes to pick the kid up from the the mum's house, and he's like, "Hi, Harold," which is definitely the first time I am meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> and the bit in the fucking school, where the teacher's clearly like, do, "Are you okay? Do you you do know this man, don't you?" And he's like, "Oh, I've trained in a car. You ain't gonna break her." Just. I need to go to the office. Can you go and clean those papers? She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she goes, no, they're just over there. Go clean them. He's like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just, there's, there's no, there's not a lot of malice to him. No. He's just a bit of a fuck up. Yeah. And then the guy coming in with the gunshot wound. And he, he, he doesn't like, he just tries to help him. Mm. Um, it, It's, yeah, I, I do find I was really quite taken with this movie. Um, and I'm, I'm quite shocked at how taken I was with it, to be yeah. honest. So, movie, fine. However, yeah. however, an increasing bugbear that I am having. Is it people peeing in movies? No, but that isn't lying. Um, the increasing... Um, forced upon you of weed culture mm. it is, is getting is starting to irk me a little bit yeah it, it, it's like certain people celebrating how much weed they smoke and the fact that they oh yeah I, so kevin smith's getting a little bit annoying with the weed thing seth rogan has been annoying with the weed thing for a while mm. rihanna has been annoying with the weed thing for a while and it's a bit like, we get it, you like weed, that's fine. But are we supposed to be impressed about it? 
think they think it makes them really edgy. But it's like it's not edgy at all because every fucking accountant in America has got a prescription for weed. Yeah. It, 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 it's not cool anymore. It's 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 no longer a and I'm doing bunny ears here. It's no longer a ghetto drug. It's a middle class drug now. Mm. It, it it's kind of a little it's bit. Like, and that in places where it's legal, it's like smoking cigarettes, and it'll yeah. come full circle, and people will be fucking shamed for it. Like they they are for smoking. It it just it feels a little bit like there's a whole legalize it thing, mm. and that's been legalized. They're still walking around going, oh look, I can I mean. Uh, I've been smoking weed for ages now, so it's like, right, cool. I mean, great. If people walked around celebrating their alcoholism that much, (laughs) it would be a lot more frowned upon a little bit. And it just seems like, I don't know, maybe it's just a personal irking of it. I have no problem with these people doing weed and stuff like that. I have no issue with it. I mean, it seems like you but, do have a bit of a problem but, with now. No, it's more how impressed they seem with themselves yeah. for doing it. Yeah, I get that. And it's like, all right, great. Should you have grown out of it by now? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just, it, I don't get it. And I have nothing against weed. It's just, I don't get it. It's starting to bug me a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's, it's not counterculture anymore. It's just... Yeah. It's just part of... It, it, it is. It's like a thing. And then when you when you want to write, like, oh, yeah, I smoked so many cigarettes at the weekend. Like, so, and? I bet you stank. Or do you want a fucking medal? Yeah, just, I don't know. It just hurt me. And that it, it, this kind of brought that up a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, definitely not shit. Um... In a year where we might see 13 movies, <laughs> it might be in my top 10 of the year. Uh, definitely not shit for me. Oh, if wow. it's not if it's not in my top 10, which I, I think it probably will be, but it'll definitely be in my most surprising. That's fine. I, I was, I'm stunned that I like this movie. If you could compute a programme, a movie for me to not like, it would be this movie. Plus Judy Dench. Judy Dench would play the mother. Yeah, that I would watch that. <laughs> Mr. 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 Elevates everything, yeah, don't yeah. you? Uh, what, 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 what were you in? Sorry. Yeah, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Uh, oh, what I will agree with that, Ian, is this movie um, was always going to be the other day. It would have bombed at the cinema in this country because I don't think enough people have enough frame of reference for Peter, Pete Davidson beyond the fact that he was the guy who was banging Ariola Grande. I'm okay with that. That was a too brief a thing for it, I think, to even register, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank God she's fucking turned to her son today. Yeah, well, she's never had great taste in that. <laughs> um, our audience poll, definitely not shit 50% and shit 50%. Oh, well. So, a real mixed bag. Yeah, it's <laughs> a real mixed bag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't actually have any questions this week. We do. Do we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I fucking missed that. Oh, I'm and... not doing well this week. <laughs> you know, I've got a follow-up on the answer to, to, to last week's cheese question. I've been thinking about it all week. <laughs> what have you got? Completely forgot about Port Saloon. It's easily my favourite cheese. There we go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bothered me. Like, as soon as I realised that I'd not said it, I was like, fucking hell, Rebecca, you've misrepresented your, your cheese taste. People, um, you can do questions that we know. Ask a bastard, no, hang on, because I don't have a fucking clue where it is. I don't know, it's fine. 
Um, did anything just in our mentions? Mentions. Sure, we have had one, yeah. How did I miss that? It's from Rick Kidd. Well, Rick I, I, Kidd. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for you again. I'll go in front of me now, but I'm waiting for you. find them? In our mentions? Where's that? Mentions? How do you not use Twitter? <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. Uh, what have been your favourite cinema experiences? Not just the film, but the whole package, including location, facilities, people, surrounding events, etc. E.g. for me, it was seeing Blade Runner 2049 at the BFI IMAX after feeding the giraffes at London Zoo earlier that day. Guess what, Rick? Mark met a giraffe once. <laughs> it is in my Twitter bio, that. Gosh, um... Met a giraffe once, yes it is. There's even a picture of a giraffe. Oh, I think probably one of the most memorable, like, cinematic experience would be probably the Twin Peaks weekender, but it's not a cinema. It was in a cinema with a screen, in the theatre with a screen, cinema screen, but it wasn't a film, so I don't know if I can count it, but that was fucking banging. Yeah, that was a, that, that, that was a, that was a, a, a at 24 hours yeah yeah airbeds covers mike special coffee mug mike uh donuts first time we had krispy kreme donuts donuts yeah um i was Shipped that in specially yeah i was that tired when we went um when we left and went to the train station but we had like a few hours to go went to ask i was that tired that i accidentally tipped 300 pounds uh she did tell you and though. she did tell me which was which was very nice of her yeah. <laughs> um I think, it's, I think it's, I want you to like try to tip three pounds or thirty pounds. I don't know what I did, but yeah, I tipped three hundred quid. On oh, the art yeah. installations and stuff as well. Yeah. Like the room sets, they were that was really good. It was it was good with that. It yeah. was really fucking good. If they'd shown Fire Walk with me, yeah, <laughs> that would have been a real film and we could have carried it. Yeah. Um, I think one of the most memorable for me was going to see Jurassic Park. All right. Yeah. Not, nothing around it. I think we just went to. It was a big deal movie. Yeah, that Yeah, we went we went to see Jurassic Park. I think it was. We didn't go to the cinema often because there was obviously the three of us and then my stepbrother and stepsister. So there was five people to take the cinema. It's fucking expensive. Um, so we didn't go to the cinema that often, but all five of us went to see Jurassic Park. My parents weren't big into films either, so we didn't go for that reason. Like, I didn't really go to the cinema much as a kid. Um, but we went to that and I think we went to Pizza Hut afterwards. So it was like a it was like a big family outing and yeah. we didn't we didn't really have many of them that weren't like brim and fucking rocks or something wholesome like that. Mm. And we got pick and mix, which was which was very exciting for the fat kid that I was. The great pick and mix that you could have at the view cinema that, that obviously we went to there was um the, the scales weren't behind the counter at that oh, point. Yeah, so what you could do was you could put the thing on the scale. Um, and if you were of that way inclined, you could put your finger on the underside of the scale and push it back up a little bit. Good. And you had to just kind of judge it as the as the person was looking at the thing. And in reality, the person behind the counter they knew yeah. you were scamming it. They just didn't give oh, a shit. Um, cinema pick and mix as well is, is like a special thing, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. We got some more at Cineworld not for long, but didn't we, we did, yeah. That we, was you really did. exciting. allowed me to have a few bits. Uh, you had your fair share. I had two little strawberry things on my mouth. Yeah, you have more than that. Uh, Ian, what's yours? Um, in all honesty, hateful eight, seventy millimeter. Yeah, um, just that whole kind of. 
that that the whole experience of that just like the even the queuing up outside where it was a fucking massive queue and everyone was pumped and then the like the program we all got and uh yeah just like that massive like wide screen at Odeon Leicester Square um and just kind of wallowing in it for a few hours that was uh that was a lovely experience yeah that was a terrific time yeah, that that was that was the first one that came to come to mind. Man, was that because it was just, I think we were both really like fucking pumped for it, and yeah, man. And then it was just like, right, this is beautiful. This, is, <laughs> and then the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't just going to see a film because it wasn't because because we knew at that point that isn't the film that is then going to be released. No. It was it was it was a roadshow. It was a special occasion thing. It was a look. There's only you're not you're only going to see this so many times. Yeah. This is a, this is an event thing that's happening. So that um, seeing Apocalypse Now on the big screen was a big one for me. Uh, seeing Taxi Driver on the big screen for me. Um, I've always liked Goodfellas, um, but I I never really I'd liked it, but it, it never sat as well as other Scorseses with me. Uh, and then I saw it on the big screen, and within literally. 25 seconds i was like oh oh holy shit this is different um and that was that was fantastic um but i think in terms of cinema i um i think it's really nice cinema became like a big deal for me was because growing up uh, as i did in a, in a family that we didn't we just didn't do anything together uh that's not a criticism my family we just didn't it's not something we we, we did i want big in joining in um and so because of that i think i i, I very much we didn't go on holiday and stuff like that i think it's part of the and it's not a well it's me thing but it is part of coming from a broken home uh, it, it is that but i i i used to go to the cinema a lot on my own and I, I really enjoyed going to the cinema on my own. Uh, and so you used to have that as a kid where um, View used to have like £2. You got like popcorn, a drink and a movie Monday to Friday at the cinema. Yeah. Um, and what I'd do there is go watch the kids movie that was playing in the morning. And it could and it could be anything. You know, it, I, fuck it, I saw both Ghostbusters oh. movies there, um, like fucking Groundhog Day and actually not included fucking close encounters one of the days jaws played one of the fucking days this was back before digital what is it so they just got prints of random fucking yeah. movies um and then i'd come out of that and then just see whatever else and i'd go into like three movies at a time and just sneak in you know at the time i thought i'd been really sneaking again it's just that the people that work there didn't give a shit um so yeah so i think cinema was like a big that's why cinema became such a big deal for me and it mm. was a you know, I've seen fucking so much cinema at yeah. the time. Yeah. It was fascinating, yeah. So that was that. Any updates on your favourite cheese? Uh, I'm still sticking to Bavarian. Yeah? Yeah. I'm strong smoke cheese. This one can get to fuck. Even Wednesday, though. You you, you oh, I do like a Wednesday. Oh, you see, you might have done that. But I could eat Wednesday like an apple. Oh yeah, that's how, that's, how, that's how Wednesdale should be. Yeah, it should be like a block. It's a handful of Wednesday. Like you're like you're eating a fucking Mars bar. It's a hand fruit of a cheese that. It's a hand fruit cheese. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are we covering next week, guys? <laughs> Eurovision. Oh fuck, we are. Oh, I am so excited for that. I'm not yeah. Sure. Yeah, you are. I don't want to watch it. Tough. 
You're watching it. I don't want to. I just want to play The Last of Us 2. It's real. Well, you can talk about that, and we'll talk about Eurovision, and you can bask in the glory that is Rich McAdams. You would have finished Last of Us 2 by then, surely. Yeah, you would have. I'm going to play it tomorrow while you're doing your commentary. Damn right you are. How, um, uh, how, 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 how far through it are you, Bex? Not terribly, but I'm past, I'm past the bit. The bit. Uh, I don't think it's in. I were all for all time on films. I'm past the bit, but I was expecting the bit anyway. Like, as soon as they announced they were doing a second game, I was like, that bit is going oh, to be right. a Fair enough. Did, did, you think, did you think that bit was going to happen as early as... Um, I expected it would have happened in the interim between both games. Uh, okay, fair enough. Oh. Well, get... I mean, it was wrench. <gasps> but how awesome is that bit at the beginning, though, where you get to play Joel's guitar? I was well excited by that. I loved that yeah. bit. It was great. Yeah. You haven't had the guitar here, haven't you? No, no, because you just, you just like strumming away, just gently. And then does it pop up like a triangle? Squat circle? No, no, you have to use your left circly bit. Yeah. The the, the controller nipple to... um. Should we have real guitars there? But you won't you won't teach me how to play it and they're all left handed and I'm not fucking got two three, got three rays upstairs. They're in parts, they're in bits. One of them isn't. The one that has no strings. Have I cut the strings off it? Mm-hmm. Alright, oh, fair enough. So anyway, you use the, the, the left controller nipple to move your thing to where it needs to be. I don't think that's a technical term. I don't know what they're called. What they're called. What left? The analog stick. Mark, don't take the piss out of Becky fair. for not getting names right, mate. It's that's a fair point, yeah. People in glass houses. Yeah. Don't throw him, bitch. Oh, hey, if I lived in a glass house, I'd be fucking throwing stones fucking everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'd be doing if I lived in a glass house? What? Tapping ghosts in the basement. Well played. Thanks. Well played. Thanks. Yep, oh, so, right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so Eurovision, I'm looking forward to that. Ugh. Stop whinging you. No. Um, we are Pod Syndicate. We are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Um, that was so aggressive. Wow, um, Yeah, you can find us on there along with other podcasts, including Trim Strike vs. Punter, his film, her movie, Beyond the Neon, Entertainment Landfill, What's on Tap, and I'm probably forgetting one, but. I apologise to you, I'm not forgetting. Um, Patreon, what we got coming up on Patreon, Ian? Oh, sorry. So, well, I concluded the Cat Saga last week. So, tomorrow, we continue on with Nolan chat, because Tenet is coming out the 31st of July, and we've got some work to do. So, we will be recording a commentary on Memento uh, tomorrow as we record this. It will probably be out... Um, around about the same time as this episode patreon.com forward slash film bastards two dollars a month is a good there's a fucking good library of extra content on there quite frankly at this point so yeah two dollars yeah. a month there'll hopefully be another um maximum damage out in the next week to ten days uh obviously a little bit slower on them because i'm back at work, back at work. yeah, yeah. Um, with a bang uh, so yeah so thank you much for joining me rebecca you're very welcome, Matt. And thank you very much for joining me, Ian. I need to go pee-pee. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. 
For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.